In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. As it is now that we enter now into the third Sunday of the cross, we are still learning how it is that we are to approach the cross. We're still learning how it is that we approach Jesus in prayer. We're still learning, right? Here is again the theme of this, this holy season, right? As here we are now, we're learning how it is that we are to approach Jesus in prayer, how it is that we approach Jesus in that most humble of ways, right? The way in which we are to depend more on God, the way in which we are to make God the center of our life, and only God the center of our life. Here is, in today's Gospel, the story of Jesus, who now is traveling outside of Jewish lands. He's traveling outside of Jewish lands, and as he's traveling here, not only outside of Jewish lands, but in a land that's very hostile toward the Jews, right? He's traveling in the land of Tyre and Sidon, who many people at the time would say, these people are mostly traitors to our own people, the people who hate the Jews the most. Some even became Canaanites, who were, who were Jews who mingled with other non-Jews and became, again, the worst of the Jews, right? The worst of kind of like what they did. So traitors to their own people, people who left behind their own people to go and form a new people. And so here is Jesus who's traveling here. And as it is that he's traveling here, we see that, we see that, that he's able to finally find a moment of rest, right? Able to finally try to get away from it. He knows that the end is coming. The crucifixion is near. And so he tries to really kind of gather himself. He tries to be able to to really find this moment of rest. So as it is that he goes forward, here is now he is approached, him and his disciples, by a Canaanite woman. A Canaanite woman who's not even Jewish. Who approaches Jesus with what seems to be her own kind of self-absorbed prayer, her own kind of selfishness, her own kind of need, whatever it might be. At first, that's what that seems like. But as it is that she approaches Jesus, as it is that she knows who Jesus is and she calls him out by the name of faith, Son of David, have mercy on me. Son of David, do what it is that I ask. Son of David, have mercy on me. Only you are able to heal. And I know this. Although I am not a Jew, I know this. I know that you are the chosen one. I know that you are the one who is able to help me. I know that if I bring my needs to you, I'm able to truly find what it is that I'm looking for. What it is that she brings a request, it's not a request of selfishness. It's not so self-absorbed as we once thought, but it's a, it's a request of love. Here is my daughter who suffers. Here is my daughter who is going through this great terrible pain. I bring myself in union with that pain. Right here it is. We as parents know. If you're a parent, you know that you have children in your lives, that you would do anything if they were going through pain to take that pain away. And so here is this woman who goes out of this love, out of this need, and she goes to Jesus in that great faith. And as it is that she goes to Jesus, something unexpected happens. Something unexpected. As it is that she begs for Jesus, she begs for His help, He doesn't answer. He doesn't say a word. And then she continues. She continues to yell even louder. And as she continues to yell even louder, here are the disciples who come after Jesus and say, Jesus, just send her away. She keeps yelling. She's annoying us. Just send her away. Do what it is that she asks so that she's able to leave us. Jesus says, I came first for the lost sheep of Israel, not for others. Hmm. Imagine this mother who hears these words and here it is, she's going kind of through the roof. She's like, here he is. She's really confused, here it is. She's really kind of, she's going through a lot in her life. Here is her daughter who continues to suffer. And here it is, she hears the word of Jesus. She hears the silence of Jesus. It might have been enough to break her. 
It might have been enough to say, I give up on this. I give up on prayer. I give up on trying to find the answer. I give up on trying to find Jesus. I give up on trying to pray. I give up, I give up, I give up. But what does she do? Lord, have mercy on me. Have pity on me. And what does Jesus say? What might be, if we look at it at first glance, what might be kind of a very harsh statement. Is it fair for me to give the food that belongs to the children and throw it to the dogs? A lot of people, right, they get confused by the statement. How is Jesus calling this woman a dog? How is Jesus calling this woman that, right? But it's not what it looks like. Remember, it's hard to figure out the tone of voice that Jesus is using here. But the tone that he's using here is that he's trying to uncover a deeper truth. He's doing it with kind of a smile, if we imagine, a smile on his face, kind of trying to, you know, to kind of challenge her. He's trying to challenge her because he knows the faith of this woman. He understands the faith that she continues to answer in faith despite the fact that she's met with silence, despite the fact that she's met with shame, despite the fact that she's met with kind of this annoyance, that they're trying to push her away. She still continues to respond with faith. With faith that Jesus Christ is the one. That if I continue to pray, despite everything that sets me back, I'm able to get what it is that I'm looking for, that what my desires are looking for. And so here is Jesus who says that. Is it okay for me to give the food that belongs to the children and throw it to the dogs? She says with great faith, But Lord, even the dog eats the scraps that fall off the table of the master. And with that, Jesus knows that her faith is great. Jesus knows that her simple faith is going to be echoed 2,000 years later, as it is that we are sitting here, as it is that we are sitting here, we look at this simple faith, and we say that is the model of faith that I should be having. What simple faith this woman had, that it is that how, how it is that she approaches Jesus, is with this confident relationship in mind. Jesus tells us that God is like a father. If God is like a father, He wants nothing more than the best for you. He wants nothing more than the best for you, but the Father knows what is best for you. He knows better than we do. Imagine us being His children. Imagine again parents, you having children. You don't let your children do whatever it is that they want. No, not at all. But because you are their parent, you understand better why it is that they can't have candy all the time. Why it is they can't have sweets all the time. Why it is they have to finish all their vegetables, or whatever it might be. Why they can't be on their iPad all day long. Why they can't be blah, blah, blah. I mean, we know these things. Because we are parents. God in the same way knows what it is that's best for us. And so sometimes we mistake a prayer that is unanswered for silence from God. A lot of times you say, God has not answered me, why is it I should keep praying? Here it is, I'm trying to get into prayer, but it just feels like constant silence. It just feels like God is not speaking. It just feels like God is not with me. My friends, God answers our prayers whether we know it or not. A lot of times He answers it in the silent ways. When it is that we come here today, when it is that we approach the Mass, when it is that we give Jesus Christ our complete heart, when it is that we present to Him this heart of ours, when we come to Mass, when we come to prayer, we're saying to Jesus, here are the needs of my heart. Listen to me, O Lord. If it is in your will, do what it is that I am asking, my desire. 
Lord Jesus, I continue to pray for this prayer. I continue to pray for this. I continue to pray for my prayers to be answered. But I'm not sure why I'm not, they're not being answered. Here I am. I'm frustrated. Here I am. I can't quite see how it is you're answering anything. Here it is. I'm so focused on the darkness that I can't see everything else around me. I can't see the light that is around me that you continue to reveal to me because I'm so focused on the darkness of life, the narrowness of life, that one thing that has not been answered. But in reality, when we tear down that narrow vision, when we look at the life around us, we see that Jesus has answered our prayers, that God the Father has answered our prayers, but sometimes in an unexpected way. Our brothers and sisters, I really want us to focus on this. How is it that God, in your own life, has answered a prayer that you thought has gone unanswered? I want you to meditate. I want us to take some time this week in prayer, maybe during this Mass, Maybe as it is after that is that you receive the Holy Eucharist, after it is that you receive Jesus in your heart. What is that prayer in my life that I think has been unanswered? But in reality, maybe it has in an unexpected way. God is a Father. He truly is a Father. And if Jesus says He truly is a Father, that means that He wants nothing more than the best for us. My brothers and sisters, the question becomes is this. Do we understand that His presence is always there in our life? Do we understand that He is always there when it is that we receive the Eucharist? Do we understand that in the silence of God, He's trying to make us strong? In the silence of God, when it is that we think we didn't get what it is that we asked for, or when we haven't received it at all, what is God trying to prepare me for? What is the faith He's trying to strengthen? Here is this woman, the simple mother, who wants nothing more and for her daughter to be healed wants nothing more than the simple request to be answered. And she's constantly met with setbacks, but she doesn't lose faith. She doesn't lose her eyesight on the one that matters. She doesn't lose her eyesight on the cross. She doesn't lose her eyesight on the way, the truth, and the life. And that is what we're constantly focused on, is the way, the truth, and the life. There is no other way. There is no other truth. There is no other life. Do we go with a great hope in mind? Do we go to Jesus in prayer with a great hope in mind? We go to Jesus in prayer with that great confidence that He has revealed to us the Father and the Father is always with us. My right, brothers and sisters, let's pray. Pray that during this Mass we might be able to see how it is that Christ is working in our life, how it is that God is at continuous work in our life, how it is that He continues to provide for us, how He continues to care for us, and how He continues to love us. Amen.